Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Natalie. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. I'm very excited to talk to you today. And I wanted to say that I appreciate you sharing your energy with uh, Life on Earth and our community. Our listeners are going to be in for quite a treat to have you on. So thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I love your podcast. (laughs) Thank you. So just to give everyone um, a background, you are the creator of Untangled, (laughs) right? And it's um, an app as well as you also have your own podcast. Yeah. So our app is called Meditation Studio and Mm -hmm. it is a meditation app with 300 plus meditations and about 30 teachers and several courses. I think we're up to six courses now. And, you know, I can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, later. I want to know. I just feel yeah. like the, the, the podcast and the app, it's kind of like one is an extension of the other. Yeah. Sort of, right? Yes. Well, the Untangle is the podcast and that's the extension yes. of Meditation Studio. So you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And, you know, we created that because we wanted to be able to talk to all the you know experts and thought leaders and authors about meditation and mindfulness and their contemplative practices. So it's given us such a rich sort of um, rich insights into you know the way people feel and how they change when they have yeah. these. Yeah. Really so I have a, I have a lot of questions about the okay. the, med- the meditation app and your podcast, but let's first start with you, if you don't mind. Sure. <laughs> so, um, are you a meditation practitioner? I am. I have meditated for, oh gosh, so many years, like over 20 years. And I first learned actually, I think what I, I went to a meditation retreat after a kind of a little icky breakup with someone. Mm-hmm. And I was studying with this, just a, like a three-day retreat with a Sri Lankan monk. And I yeah. had this, you know, it was so exciting to just learn meditation yeah. and be out in this sort of great community of people. And I loved it. And then I just kept doing it. And I kept doing his style of meditation. And then since then... What though, style was it? Well, was it something it, I know or we know or no? Well, it's funny because... I didn't know exactly what style it was because it was, I was repeating this um, almost like a mantra, but it wasn't a mantra. It went something like, you might know this. It was like, gate, gate, para, gate, parasan, gate, bodhisattva. Mm-hmm. And I would just, that would be my repetitive meditation. And it wasn't until like a few years ago where I asked someone what that meant. And they said, that's the heart sutra. And they said, you're so lucky that you for so many years have been repeating the heart sutra over and wow. over and over again. That's so I, cool. I didn't know it. Um, and that's not, I, I use that meditation every once in a while now, but that's not my primary meditation. But I love learning and hearing about all these different 
So when you were there with him for that first time, the retreat, how many days was it? That was a really short retreat. It was just um, like a long weekend at a upstate in New York uh, retreat center called Omega, where they teach a lot of classes there. So. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Omega. And no, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of times that's also very intensive, even three, four, five days, you know, that's still a lot. Well, what happens is, when you bring your emotions, so I've gone to retreats when I've not been highly emotional. And I, when I went to this particular short one, right after breaking up, you know, you sit there with your emotions. And so it mm-hmm. can be very intense because everything's so raw and real for yeah. you in that moment. It reminds me of uh, Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when she goes to India and she's also kind of healing from you know, a breakup that's really many breakups. and <laughs> Right? Because every, yeah. loss, every loss in our lives sort of triggers all of our losses in many ways. Exactly. So where are you from? I am from New York. And where do you live? You live there now? I live between New York City and Boulder, Colorado, which is... Um, cool. Yeah, it's actually a nice... It sort of reflects my own, the balance in my life. Yeah. So, I mean, how did this whole thing develop for you from there into what you do now? And uh, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, like your life now? What, what is it? Is it, what do you have that you're juggling? Is there more yeah. than one thing or is it just, yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, well, my background is that I was in the media business in New York City in entertainment for many, many, many years. And I was always sort of this corporate person that would meditate and do yoga on the side because it just, you know, you didn't really come out as someone who who did those things when you were in corporate environments. And I I worked for NBC and AOL and a bunch of companies like that. Um, But a few years, and not really a few years ago, I would say like eight or so years ago, I just decided that I really wanted to take all my business expertise that I gathered over the years and put it into the things that I really and truly cared about. And that was, you know, meditation, yoga, nutrition, you know, things that were more holistically about us living really healthy, happy lives. And I just really wanted to contribute to that. So I just made that big career shift then. And I started consulting in these areas with a bunch of different companies. And then started working for a company where we built the app inside the company. The company asked me, the company was called Gaim, which is a yoga company. I know Gaim. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> I know, right? Probably yeah. a lot of your listeners know Gaim. <laughs> yeah. So um, they asked me to uh, help them build a meditation app. And so we built the app inside of Gaim a, a couple of years ago, and that was like a really, really, really interesting process. And then my business partner acquired the app when Gaim was then acquired. Gaim was acquired by a private equity firm out of New York, and my business partner, who was the COO at Gaim at the time, acquired Meditation Studio, and the two of us have become partners, business partners over the last two years and we've, we've been the co-founders and we have, um, you know, sort of managed to really create something that we both truly love. So, so that's how Meditation Studio came about. And then she had asked me, my business partner had asked me to do, to start the podcast. 
And we just did. I mean, maybe you maybe yeah. had this experience in your life where you hadn't done something before and you just kind of go forth because you know you want to be out of your comfort zone and you know you want to do something new. And all of a sudden it just evolves in such a beautiful way. Um, yeah. And I think that's what happened with our podcast. It just, it just keeps growing and growing. And, you know, I love, love, love telling other people's stories Mm-hmm. and sort of sharing their wisdom. Like I say to people, it's like for someone like me, like I've always grown up as a seeker. I mm-hmm. wrote in journals from the time I was a teenager. And so for me, it's like a dream to be able to speak to experts and all of these different people yeah. and ask them my questions every week. And I know. Isn't, <laughs> right? that, isn't that amazing? I know. I mean, I, I, the whole world of podcasts, I just, I totally love it. I also love it that we don't have, as opposed to working, say if we were working for a network or, you know, yeah. newspaper or whatever, we don't have anybody telling us you can't do this and you can't do that, you know, and that's yeah. great because it removes that and there's so much more freedom. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. Me you know? too. And there's, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like there is so much, there's so much freedom and it really, you know, you can be you know, such an entrepreneur, but, but I mean, I honestly, I don't know, maybe you do this too. I mean, if I'm having a question about a relationship that I'm in, or if I'm feeling, <laughs> you know, having a difficult yeah. conversation with someone at work, I will ask like a wise Buddhist person that I'm interviewing, how do you handle difficult conversations? Yes. <laughs> I love getting all these different points of view. Yeah, it's so great. And then you get to share that and you get to share that with so many people from all over the world because it's, it's available for people to tune in, whether they're in South America, Central or Europe or Asia. And that's another thing that I find it's just beautiful, that connection, you know? Yeah. I love that too. That's, yeah, that is so great. But I love what you're doing. I find it very inspiration for many of us who are, you know, trying to figure things out and to how, if you have a dream and to just kind of jump on it and then see how it goes and see your baby develop and grow. Yeah. I think that's such a, it's very inspiring to hear that. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you say that. It's been really interesting to me because both of our both our app and our podcast are really about, you know, this human experience we all share and the human condition. And mm-hmm. for example, like when we think about what meditations we want to produce, it's the same kind of thing. Like what is happening in our lives? What's happening in the lives of your friends and your families or for you, for your yoga students? And are you teaching people to be fearless or to, you know, untangle negative thoughts or to be, you know, more comfortable releasing their self-doubt? And, or maybe they're having just a plain old freak out or they are afraid to do a public speaking gig. We, we really spend so much time thinking about all these things that we all experience yeah. in our day-to-day lives and we create meditations around them that's what I was gonna ask you yeah. like so your um so meditation studio is this something that it's a membership or how does it work for us all and myself and your the listeners that if we want to join so you can anyone that's listening can download meditation studio and get 
10 pack starter series from mm-hmm. one of our awesome teachers, Elisha Goldstein. And then you can also get a sample of 12 different meditations from the app. And then if you want to subscribe, like right now we're, you know, we have all these really great deals because we just converted to subscription. Okay. Um, I mean, that's one of the, the complicated things about this is wanting to have meditations for free so people can learn and enjoy and then also wanting to have a business model so that you can continue to create great meditations. Now we have new teachers from New Zealand and Australia and from the UK. You know, so we really, we spend a lot of time finding great, great teachers who have, you know, a unique style. And, you know, you can imagine if you're a meditator, like it's yeah. hard to find all these different types of meditations and to find yeah. people that are super creative. Yeah. Like we just added a mindful eating collection. Wow. Um, and next month, or I guess this month, it's February, we're adding a collection for mindful work in, in the work environment, how mm-hmm. to be more mindful and, Next month, it's a college collection for college, you know college anxiety, which is such such a big problem. I mean, anxiety in general is such a huge problem. How many people? Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. That? You see that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, even myself, you know, there's many times that I find myself that oh, and you don't even notice sometimes, and you're like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. like you don't even notice sometimes that you're anxious, but it's like, wow. I was anxious, you know, for that, for whatever that was. And then it's just, it's just interesting to observe that too, that sometimes you don't really realize, but when the anxiety goes away, even if it was there for two hours, you feel this, your mind a lot more clear. Yeah. And it's interesting with anxiety. I mean, it's, it's so true. Like I think for some people it's better to have a guide, like a guided meditation for anxiety, so you're not like sort of ruminating in your muck. I mean, I think mm-hmm. if you're a really experienced meditator, you can, when you're feeling anxious, go back to your breath and, and breathe deeply and you, know, you sort of learn those techniques. I like what some of our meditation teachers do when they guide you through you know, either changing your lens or you know just kind of take you out of your head so that mm-hmm. you can you know see things a little different from that like yes. worry 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 about everything and that's the thing it's so cool and that's one thing that I love like this morning I was feeling some anxiety because I have a trip coming up and I was feeling anxiety about the trip. I always kind of feel very anxious when it involves airplanes and airports and things like that. And then I I meditated today. I, I did this guided meditation with an audio and it was just wild because right after like 20 minutes, right? Yeah. And after my, I mean, this one was only 20 minutes and after the 20 minutes, I literally felt like someone had removed like a veil, like a curtain out. And I felt, I was like, wow, I feel so much more grounded. And I don't, I don't feel like that just from something so simple of sitting down. And in this case, I didn't even have a teacher. It wasn't like a teacher in front of me. It was like your app. I was doing an audio and that was amazing, like magic. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's so great. And I think it's because when we're feeling anxious, we just feel completely and so absolutely out of control. And it's sometimes irrational, right? Like we all feel that maybe when we're 
getting on an airplane, like you're saying, or you know you have a trip coming up and you have so much to do. And you never think that just stopping (laughs) and Mm -hmm. meditating, you're like, oh, that's going to take too much time. I can't, I don't have time to do that. But look how much better (laughs) you felt after you just stopped. And those are the times like that you have to meditate even more. (laughs) Yeah. And don't feel that way. And I, I, and I think truly that it's a practice, like you will always feel anxious. I wrote this article and I just went back to look at it before the interview because mm-hmm. I remembered I re- it, it's called something like I host a podcast about meditation and I'm still a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this idea that, you know, you never truly are a hundred percent stress and anxiety free. Mm-hmm. You have these tools and this mind training yeah, um, and these techniques that help you really take that time to behave or act or respond a little bit differently to those emotions that you feel. And what a great tool, you know, to have those because I think the stressors is how can you how can you get away from life? You know, if you do live in this world and, you, and if you live in a city like most of us, then mm-hmm. it's just even if your life all in all or quote unquote perfect, you're going to go into that traffic and you're going to go into some weird interactions with maybe people you don't know or know. I mean, that's just life, you know, life happens. And then we have the, the bigger stresses that are like, you know, the huge one divorces and whatever death and all these things that we can perceive like that. But, but at the same time, it's what you said, how are you going to respond to what whatever it is that life brings to you, you yeah. know, because unless you live like in a closed bubble, you can't. You got to have the human experience, you know. That is so well put. Um, <laughs> in the beginning of our podcast intro, I say, you know, we we all like every day we get overwhelmed by work or family obligations or our hearts get broken or we worry about the state of the world and. We meditate because we're human and life is messy and that messiness doesn't go away. There was one guy I interviewed. I don't know if you've heard of Elephant Journal Magazine. He's the- Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I read it sometimes. I've even contributed with a couple of things in the past. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, he's a wild guy. He would call himself a bad boy Buddhist. What's his name? Waylon Lewis. Yeah, in case uh, we want to- I might want to listen to that episode too. He's- He's so funny, but he says that... I'll include that episode on my show notes, too. And I'll include a lot of the stuff that you're saying on the show notes. Oh, great. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah. So what is he saying? Well, he talks a lot about relationships. And he, he's not in one. He, I think he's in his early 40s. But he's, he's kind of a master of wanting to understand relationships and how we all relate to one another. But he says he has figured out that there is no way we can live happily ever after. And he doesn't understand why we talk about that when we get married. Mm-hmm. We say we live messily ever after. <laughs> because I love that. Right? Love- <laughs> he says his belief is that you need tools like endless forgiveness because all yeah. relationships challenge even the best of us. And uh, right. maybe they help us grow. And, you know, I always think, 
we're all our best selves when we're not in relationship. <laughs> that um, is actually true. I think so. I mean, at least for me, at least for me. Right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We, but we need them too because they teach us how to grow. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it's like, you know, Marianne Williamson, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So she says relationships are maximum growth opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> which is so true right because you're going to that soul it's like on a, on a soul level you probably wanted it and you asked for it especially really? if you're like on a on a spiritual quest you know then you're gonna want experiences in life that's going to transform you and so on a soul level sometimes we say yes but then on our human experience we're like no I'm just I don't really want that or what everything like quote-unquote perfect and it's like well did you yeah. want to grow or do you want to, you know what I mean? Like, do you I want know. to evolve? I know. I know. And sometimes <laughs> it's easier to just. Um, yeah. And those people are the ones that are going to push your button the most. I you know. know. For sure. <laughs> we have, a, this was really fun for me. Um, we have a relationship collection on our meditation app. Um, uh, and I also have interviewed a few people on, on relationships. So I yeah. have, and I've had, you know, great. Like I have the top 10 things you need to do in a relationship. Oh my God. I need to listen to that. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah. On the app, we have meditations like communicating your truth or finding calm in conflict or forgiving and letting go. And that's powerful. All of that yeah, stuff. Right. Um, yes. And, and, and oh, there's one that's called gratitude when you don't feel like it. Like, Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> so important so there's a lot of this is what I mean about the human experience is so complex and beautiful and I'm so always grateful that I get to do this work where we can find this great content and these great interviews and so so that's my my next question like so what are the what like from all of these interviews that you've done and all these people what are what are the some of the maybe like I don't know, a few of the top things that you can share that you've learned or something that stands out to you that maybe even like you had an aha moment and something switched for you? Well, one thing, I, I mean, there's so many really interesting things and a lot of people say things that are similar, but they say it in their language depending on what their background is. So if you're a psychologist or a neuroscientist or a Buddhist or mm-hmm. a teacher, you know, you all come, you, yeah. I find. Or a yogi, then you'll like, say from the yoga perspective, but it's all really connected, right? It really is. Yeah. And, uh, there's one thing, like, I guess I think this is probably one of the most important things. I interviewed um, Kristen Neff, who's the sort of, do you know her? She's a. Um, She's a professor from the University of Texas, but she also wrote the book on self-compassion. I've heard of the book. Um, I have actually never read it, but it's on my list. Have you read it? I, well, I, pre- I read it as I prepared for the interview. Yeah, you, it's great. Well, the concept of, this, of self-compassion, self-kindness, and self-love is, mm-hmm. I think, one of the most important because I feel like the first step to connecting deeply with other people is truly loving and honoring and accepting all of the things that you are. And that is so hard for so many of us. And, you know, we often treat our best friends better than we treat ourselves. And why would we do that? You know, why would we not treat ourselves as we would our best Mm -hmm. friend? 
And I think once you have that foundation of self-love, and that includes, you know, the compassion and kindness for yourself and forgiving the things that maybe you don't love so much. But once we have that, it's so much easier to connect with other people. Yeah. Another one of my teachers has a say that I love. I use it a lot in my trainings, which says, um, when you love yourself, you cannot help but love another. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's really true. Yeah. And that's the work, like to remind yourself when you're saying something like, I don't like my body or why did I speak to somebody that way? You know, to speak to yourself with kind language. Do you use these uh, like in your own personal life? Do you see yourself like nourishing your own self at times that like if you catch yourself on something, you're like, "Hmm, let me just back off here for a moment. I do. I really do. I mean, it's taken a little while, but in my meditation every morning at the end of the meditation, I remind myself about the things I want to do and be. And one person that I interviewed said in his meditation, he every day says, what is the best expression of yourself that you can be today? And so I always say that to myself, what is the best expression of yourself that you can be today? And so that includes a lot of these things that we're talking about, because of course we have to be kinder and gentler to ourselves to be kinder and gentler to the world with other people. Yes, that's so beautiful. I, I, I really love all this work that you're doing and all this, everything that you're sharing. It's, it's very, I mean, it's just awesome. <laughs> we oh. need so much more of that in the planet, you know? Mm. I think that's the answer. Like, it starts with, with each and every one of us. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I, you know, I love this, um, an interview we did with Sharon Salzberg, because she wrote a book called Real Love, What she said is like, we sort of grow up thinking that someone else can complete us. And Sharon says that real love is the sort of capacity, the capacity that we have for profound connection, both to ourselves and to others. And that through these mindfulness practices, we really train that. And I love that also. I just love that idea. Yeah, I love that too. That's so beautiful. Wow. So how long have you been interviewing people? We have over a hundred interviews. They really are all different. So I interviewed this choreographer from a ballet company in San Francisco, and he talked a lot about how, you know, matter cannot satisfy the spirit and that we can only find our sort of inner core and our creativity through stillness. Um, and he's a bit of a yogi himself. His name is Alonzo King from the Lines Ballet in San Francisco. Okay. But it was a really nice range of people. But it's so it's been, I think it's been like a year and a half that I've been doing these interviews. And the range of people has just been crazy exciting. <laughs> how, do you, um, how do you tune in? You're always kind of on the watch out or is it just something that like, you and your partner just see somebody that inspires you and how do you, how do you go through that? It's been a lot of different ways. I mean, a lot of the people that I've interviewed have been people that I have always wanted to talk to. (laughs) And so I I scout them and find them and most people will say yes. And then now other people will email me and say, you've got to talk to this person or you've got to talk to that person. And so I usually will say yes, because if someone listens to our podcast or they've been on our podcast, I think they get 
what it is we're trying to do. And they're very different. Like some people, I'd love to I'd love to get more feedback on this, but we may have a business person who focuses on mindfulness and leadership. And we had this one guy, um, Jerry Colonna, who talked about how meditation teaches you to stand still while your hair is on fire. <laughs> and, um, it was I love that. <laughs> I know, I know. And he was just talking about his boot camps for entrepreneurs, which is really different yeah. from a lot of the, you know, if you talk to a Buddhist teacher, an author, or a compassion yeah. expert, you know, they're all very different. Yeah. I think yours are too. I mean, I've noticed yeah. that when I've listened to yours, you have a, a really great range of guests mm-hmm. of different well, I mean, the way I see it, and that's the thing, when I started it, I wanted it to be like that because the way I see it is I'm a, I'm a person, like, I'm very interested in, in human beings. Like, I love human beings, and I love the planet, and I really love diversity as well. I grew up, like, traveling a lot, so um, I just was like, you know, I don't see, even though, of course, I'm a yogi, and I, I come from a from a yoga perspective on my own personal life, yeah. but I am interested in, in what everyone has to say. I'm interested in, in hearing also the opposite and I'm hearing, I'm interested in hearing how different people come to it. And, and also anytime I see somebody who's really passionate about what I do, what they do, I am very inspired by that as well. Don't you think that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. It's like whether, even if it's a, you know, a math teacher, that's just such an awesome math teacher, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, with your podcast, like called Life on Earth, that's a very, yeah. you have a lot of permission to go broad. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the math teacher, but any, cause, cause you know, I'm, I yeah. think deep down, a lot of people have something to contribute if you just ask them and listen mm-hmm. to what they have to say. And you know, that's that's such a good point. That's such a good point that we all we all have this like beauty beauty inside of us. We all have a gift, you know. Yeah. But the question is, how do we tap into it? I will say one thing that saddens me actually is that I don't think outside of our interviews that people really listen to each other. Yeah. Well, and it might be that I live in kind of a fast paced world between New York Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I don't think that people connect as deeply as they could because they're in a hurry and they're on autopilot and so much is happening. And I, I think we miss a lot of each other's stories because we're in such a hurry. I think you're absolutely right. Which is why my yoga classes and my studio, you know, a lot of times I remind my students the yoga doesn't only happen on the mat. It's now, now, you know, after we, we complete Shavasana and we say that namaste and you go out that door and that's, that's the yoga, you know, too. So how, how do you interact with the person on the street or the bus or the, mm-hmm. the Uber driver, taxi driver, whatever, you know? And that's really, if, if that's not working, then we have to look at the yoga on the mat because then what are we doing? Right. So that's such a great message for you to be teaching yeah. in every class. You're, you're so lucky you have that forum to be able to share that with people. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't really understand that it's, you know, meditation and yoga off the cushion is really what it's all about. 
Yeah, it's amazing. But I also, like you, have noticed that even with, you know, we were talking about the conversations in the pie, then going out. But because there's that component of the meditation and the yoga, whatever, but then we have to go and live, right? So yeah. can we transfer that that equanimity and that peace, uh, that joy? Of course, nobody's going to be perfect. But if we, we really need to think that it's not just that one hour set aside for the yoga mat or the podcast or yeah. even this episode, you know, we, we all, I, myself too, I listen to a lot of podcasts and and I'm talking now to our listeners, you guys, amazing listeners of Life on Earth. I think this is something for all of us that to to ask, you know, it's not just this time to say, yes, we get these, we have these tools that are so amazing, whether it's the yoga practice, the podcast, inspiring people. And then when when we get we get that and we all need that to nourish our souls, but then how are we going to go out there and, and hopefully, like you said, think think about this how to connect and interact throughout the day as, as many times as possible, you know? Yeah. It's hard to live in that space a hundred percent of the time. I mean, of course, <laughs> but if we can think of that, I think that's the real practice. You know, I mean, sometimes I say this cause I'll give you an example. Like some days, say if I don't have a great interaction with someone, then I'm like, Oh my God, I could have done better. You know, or that, even if it's like, something that was challenging. And then I'll say to myself, well, tomorrow, or I'll say today when I, w- I wake up and I'm just going to like smile, uh, the most people I can, you know? And so that's kind of my little uh, exercise for the day. It's just, and it's not coming from an unauthentic place. No, I really mean it. So my exercise will be like, I want to be present with every person when I look them in the eye. I want to smile at them. I want to see them, you know? And so that that day, perhaps my day will move more consciously. But yeah, I think we, I don't know. There's many ways to have little reminders. But I love that you set that intention for yourself where you decide you're going to do something that inspires yourself and other people. And you make that kind of like a kind action every day. Yeah. Because then at the end of the day, and there's many days I don't, I, I, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not that aware and I don't think. And of course, I'm just like, you know, like there's not, it's not every day that I have that kind of work. But those days, then at the end of the day, you ask yourself, how do I feel? Mm-hmm. And you most likely will feel so much better, you know? Well, you really do. And that's, that's the whole thing that we learn through all these practices is that you must take care of yourself, of course, but that being of service to others and connecting with others deeply and helping others to be the, their best selves can reverberate out, which is just so lovely. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. I love all that. So nowadays, like, tell me, like, if a perfect, meaning like an ideal day, not perfect, let's change that word for like ideal <laughs> for you, meaning I, I want to know what, what's like Patricia's day like. Like, but if it was like your choice, your ideal, you know, do you have like a morning ritual? Do oh, you go on hikes? Do you go, oh. what, what happens? <laughs> oh, that's, what, a, what a good, fun question. Well, so I, yeah, an ideal day. I meditate. I meditate uh, and I have a great meditation and I have a fantastic yoga class and all the work that I'm doing goes really well. And all my meetings are great. (laughs) This is what a perfect day looks like. Yeah. And I get to be with a love connection 
which is always yummy. That Mm -hmm. is great in Boulder or New York. And, oh gosh, maybe I get to hear my little niece's voice. Do you Mm -hmm. know how like children just can just bring such like yumminess out of you? But Mm -hmm. Children and animals too. Oh, I cannot (laughs) even believe I forgot to bring that up because I have a 14-year-old dog who's, He's blind and he's mostly deaf and it's such a challenge. And what is his name? His name is Oliver. And oh. I wrote an article about him called why I think my dog should meditate. Uh, <laughs> he's gotten so a little bit stubborn and ornery in his old age. And I feel like I'm his service person. <laughs> and the ideal day for me is when he's in a good mood. Oh. He doesn't mind walking. He's happy. I, I live for his happiness. Um, oh, my God, Patricia. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, so he's great. And I get to speak to my daughter and, and you know, boyfriend and all. You know, life is pretty good, I, I should say. And yeah, most days I'm so grateful for yeah. everything that's in my world. But, but you're, you're right, my dog... <laughs> You have a dog. I think I heard your dog. Yes, I have. I have. I have a dog. I have two cats. I have a horse. Oh. Um, I'm a huge animal lover. And now, oh. now my my uh, baby baby dog that I was like my literally my kid uh, passed very recently, and she was oh. her name was Lola, and she was uh, 15 and a half. <gasps> Oh 15 and a half. Goodness. So I totally understand where you're at. That's the only reason I'm bringing her up because she was like that. She was that one. <laughs> oh, really? She was, what kind of dog was she? Yeah, a little chihuahua, but didn't, oh. you know, became, she was very grumpy at the end and she could, yeah, yeah she started losing her vision. And I was, I was literally her service person yes. because she was so tiny. I like oh. carry her and put her everywhere. Oh. But Lola was funny. She had a huge personality, like <laughs> Chihuahuas are funny. They surprisingly do have very big personalities. Yes. And yours? What kind of he's a, He's a Havanese. Um, okay. They, do you know what they are? They're like little, he's a little white fluffy dog. He's oh, like a, he's okay. He's sort of like the New York City dog that you carry around. <laughs> <laughs> and cool. he flies back and he has more frequent flyer miles than most people. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Mine fly too. That's Aww. so cool. So um, any of... Uh, upcoming projects that you want to share or anything like that? Do you have any secrets like that? Or <laughs> Well, actually, we are launching, there's this, so I would love for everyone to try Meditation Studio, of course. Yes, and, and I'm going to include that on the show notes. So yes, that would be for sure. Awesome. And I mentioned that we're launching a collection of meditations for college students, but we're also launching this really interesting collection in March that is in partnership with an author who's launching this really big book that everyone will eventually hear about. And it's called The Myth of the Nice Girl, Achieving a Career You Love Without Becoming a Person You Hate. And it's Mm. really about, and her name is Fran Hauser, but it's very much about living your life authentically, both in leadership at work and at home. And so we created a series of 14 meditations that are companions to the book. And so we're mm. super excited about that. Um, that's going to be a really, awesome. really big deal. And Wow. What a cool thing. Yeah. What a cool idea too. Like so different. I've never even heard of anything like that. 
Yeah. And and it's kind of a, I think it's really interesting because so many women in particular are struggle with how to be, you know, the kind and authentic, but also strong and have a clear voice. And so I think these, this book has a lot of great tools, but the meditations are called things like kind and strong and getting unstuck and finding your voice. Um, yeah. You know, so all kinds of really, really cool things that are, help us to, to grow and sort of flourish. So, yeah. But thank you for asking because I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really, that's really cool. That's and have you ever here. thought about um, maybe one day, since you have so many awesome interviews, like releasing a book with some of the, you know, like highlights from each person. I mean, that's yes. like such an obvious progress. You know? I know. I, I, yeah. I could find a fabulous, like, co- writing collaborator. Because a lot of this, so running our business of meditation studio and doing the interviews, it doesn't leave much time to sort of, un, like, go back through all of our interviews. They're all transcribed, mm-hmm. but it would be amazing to do that. Yes, I think that's an awesome idea. <laughs> like a future project. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'd love to do that. And when love is it. this new book in the 10 uh, episodes, I mean, the 10 meditations coming out? Yeah, it's um, the book is re- being released on April 17th. And the meditations, though, the four, there are 14 in that collection are coming out on um, in and around like the first or second week of March. So they'll be out before the book because they do a lot of pre-sales for the book. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because that's something for good for all of us and our listeners to, to watch out for. Yeah, I really think I've, I've read the manuscript. I really think that people are going to love this book and I think it's going to help so many people. It's, it's great. It's really great. So before I let you go, I have another question that I've been wanting to ask you is if what, um, if, you know, for, for some people who are entrepreneurs and want to start something, whether it's write a book or a yoga studio or an app, you, you have so much experience with that and you work with Gaim, you work with some pretty big people. Like what are some tips that you can give some of our listeners for that? Well, I, I, I think the first step is really going, you know, deep inside and knowing what it is you want. So if it's writing a book or starting an app or consulting with people or starting your own business, you know, getting super clear, which seems like the most obvious thing. And then the next thing I think is important to find mentors and talk to people who have done what you'd like to do and just gain some of their, you know, wisdom and expertise. And uh, so many people, I mean, a lot of the people that I have worked with in New York are, are, we're all super willing to mentor people and to help people who have ideas of what they want to do because we, we want people to thrive and do the things that they love. So I think those are two really important things. And the other thing I think is just, you know, be really curious, you know, go out and learn everything that you can about this. So just as a little bit of an example, when I went from entertainment to health eight or so years ago, Mm -hmm. I studied nutrition at the Integrative Institute of Nutrition. I studied, I got my yoga teacher training. I studied meditation and I, you know, I just tried to learn everything I could to be in this whole like holistic health world. And I think it is really important to make sure that you have a strong foundation for the work that you want to do and that, you know, 
you continue to learn and to grow. So, you know, there are so many great, there's so many awesome people that have done something similar to what you want to do. And so I really go back to, you know, talk to people, ask them questions. Most people are more than happy to do that uh, if you're willing to sort of network and reach out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I love all of those tips that you just gave. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I get those questions a lot. I mentor a lot of uh, different people. You know, a lot of people go through my trainings and part of the going through the training is I also give a sort of an intuitive life coaching as they're going through it. So that's a lot that I see coming up um, a lot for a lot of people, which is either some people want to start their own thing or that they're in or they're working in a, in something, but they're not quite happy in how to transition to something else, you know? And so taking those first steps and a, a lot of the things you mentioned, yeah. I think it's very good. It's a very good thing that you can share that. I have talked to a lot of people who have had to re or not had to, but have wanted to reinvent themselves. I mean, one really fun statistic is that Today, people will have, you know, seven to eight different jobs or careers in their lifetime. So it's never too late to make a change. I like that. Yeah. And if you come out, like, I really think if you're in your 20s, it's a great time to experiment and be an adventurer and try different things, but not feel like you have to pick out a career for the rest of your life because Mm -hmm. who knows what you're going to fall in love with from a work perspective, what you're going to be most passionate about. You need to have life experience and, you know, and then tap into that. For sure. So what's a place in the world that you haven't been that you would love to go? (laughs) (laughs) I love that question Um, because I I have been lucky. I've traveled a lot. Where do I want to go? I know where I want to go again. I always love going to Paris. Where do I want to go? I do want to go to Russia. I know that. You do? I don't know why. That's not really one of my... But uh, your pull to Russia. Well, I'm thinking of places that I haven't been. Yeah. My grandparents were Russian and I... Think that it would be a really interesting place to go, but it doesn't like sort of. It's not a heart resonance with me. Uh, I love. I'd love to, you know, go back to Greece. Mm, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> Where would you like to go? Oh wow, that's a really good question too. Like off the top of my head, there's a place that I've always wanted to go. It's called Seychelles. Have oh, you yeah. heard of it? Yeah. Yes, Seychelles Islands. Yeah, yeah. I've, I would love to go there one day. I don't know. I just, I'm just like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, I have to go there. Oh, wait. I know where I have to go. Sorry, I've been dreaming about this, and mm-hmm. I don't have a single friend who wants to do this with me. <laughs> I, I want to go to see the gorillas in Rwanda or Uganda. Oh my God. Yeah. It just didn't come to me when you first said it, but that's, yeah. I've spent a lot of time. My daughter's from Ethiopia. I've spent a lot in Africa and in different parts of it, but I've never been to see the gorillas. And people tell me that it's a life changing experience to go. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. I've I've never (laughs) been, but I've heard so much, so much. I do have a friend that went and she said it was a life, life, life 
that would be like if you do that please let me know that you're going because <laughs> okay. i just want to hear from you oh. like what your experience is because i feel like that would be like complete magic yes definitely yeah okay magic. well we'll put that out there into <laughs> yes. the universe <laughs> thank you let's do that is there um now the listeners they want to you know, see your, do you guys have an Instagram? Do you have how they can tune in to your work and what you do and yourself and all that? Um, yeah. So it's at meditation studio app. Um, and what, but our website is meditation studio app.com. Our podcast is untangle the podcast from meditation studio on iTunes. And then we're also, we have eight free meditations on Alexa Oh, cool! I love Which Alexa. Is great. I have one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you do? Yeah. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna get your there. I'm gonna activate it then. Yes, definitely activate yeah. it. We've got some great meditations. Is Maybe. that? Do I look for um, meditation studio or? Yeah. yeah. You just okay. If I say it right now, my Alexa is going to turn on. But, okay. Um, okay. You just say enable meditation studio. Alexa. Okay. Okay. Enable meditation studio. <laughs> Well, thank you. Is there any messages that you have for everyone listening? Do you have any last things to say or we're good? <laughs> I think we're good. I hope everyone, you know, everyone has, you know, shares their practice with someone else and shares their story. And, you know, I wish everyone just so much joy. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, that's a that's a great place to end. And I really, again, appreciate you and Patricia. And I appreciate all that you're doing, your partner also, and, you know, the meditation app, studio app, and the Untangle podcast and the book. I'm looking forward to all of that. So <laughs> I'm very uh, happy that we have cr- crossed paths and, you Me know, too. we're getting to talk. So, yeah. and we will be talking again very soon. So yes. I'll see you soon. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Such an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.